Hey guys, welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we discuss our favorite reality TV shows and our fave celeb gossip. I'm your host, Ginger Booker. You can find me on Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Pod. As always, I request if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. I really appreciate it. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Teresa. Welcome back. Hi. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Okay. You know what? I figured we should start with, besides Brittany, of course. Talk to me. Yes. Tell me. I'm so excited. Our Shannon sighting. <laughs> yes, let's talk about it. I know. Did you talk about it on your previous episode too? I talked about it a little bit, but it would be fun to talk about it with you because wasn't it just so wild? Yes. I like was the entire atmosphere. It was just, um, how do I explain it? Like out of a literal reality TV show. Yeah, that's why I felt like we were watching a live episode in person. Yes, correct. <laughs> everything from the drunk older men and women and everybody yes. dancing to the bougie outfits to mm-hmm. the, yeah, I just, it was very fun. People watching. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I didn't mention this yesterday. I forgot that Lainey and I saw her fall. What? When you were in the when you were in the bathroom, well, she didn't fully fall, but she like almost fell. Like you know when you're like, it's like because of her heels when she was walking. Which oh. I do, I do this all the time, whether I'm in heels or not. Like I just have sweaty feet, and my foot will slip like in a sandal or something, you know. Yeah. And then you're and you're like you kind of go down, then you're like oh, like you're like really quick. Yeah, so she kind of slipped like that. That is funny. I know. Um, I wonder yeah, how many drinks she had. Be- well, and she also wasn't the only one slipping and falling. That was like the <laughs> funniest. <laughs> That's like the place to slip and fall. Like literally, yeah. I think I saw, remember, I saw someone fall backwards in their like bar height chair. In their chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, this place is lit, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were on one. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, so now I've seen Noella and now I've seen Shannon. I feel like the person who I would want to see, even though I hate her, is Kelly. That would be interesting. Not only would it be interesting, I feel like it would be easy to spot her like it was yeah. with Shannon. But easier because she seems like so loud and like she's probably getting into a, a bar fight or something. Like, <laughs> Yes, and they're also just like unique looking AK yeah. or maybe I'm just or maybe I'm just so <laughs> keen to the version of them on the show that I feel like they're so recognizable and I don't know if it's because like the work they've had done or just this unbelievable smooth skin at their age but like I feel like we would spot them easily. <laughs> well, Kelly, yeah. I think Kelly kind of has a has a unique look and I always thought she's so pretty. Um but Absolutely. Noella like I wouldn't I think I would probably recognize her again now since I already have, but like before, oh my God, I would never have recognized her. She just looks like very like Instagrams, like, like they go to like the same, um, cosmetic surgeon. Got <laughs> like it. Got it. Everyone Makes in sense. LA. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that was a blast and we're going back. So we're going to be regulars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get her on the pod eventually. I'm going to work my way up to um, being a friend. <laughs> yes, yes, being a, yes. like, first I'll be a regular at that spot and then a friend. And then, you know, we'll do, um, we'll collaborate. <laughs> Yeah. And then we'll show her this episode and tell her we manifested this. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my vision board. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So what Brittany news have you heard? I mean, I know we had Sam's GQ article come out. How did you feel about that? Yeah. So that is what I, for the most part, am Mm -hmm. familiar with recently other than the devastation of losing or having a miscarriage which I can't even you know it's so wild because I know previously when I was on your podcast we were talking about her pregnancy the excitement but also Mm -hmm. the anxieties that probably come along with it due to what she's gone through Um, and so when I heard about the miscarriage I was just crushed thinking Crushed. We didn't even think yes. of how much more um, traumatic you yeah. have to do to mm-hmm. lose a child that it seemed like they were so excited for. And so it sounds like they're not going to stop now, which is exciting. But um, shout out to Brittany. And that was probably, yeah, a really hard time among many hard times. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I wasn't even thinking of that, you know, that, that possibility, which why would I, but it's like, yeah, we already discussed how hard a pregnancy would probably be on her emotionally just because of what she went through and, and postpartum and this and that, but like, damn, if anyone didn't deserve this added trauma, like it's her. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, couldn't this just, yeah, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they will get the outcome they want. And when it comes to that GQ article, I just, I guess my first reaction was just like, I needed to process it a bit because I think that when you are being interviewed, you really can prepare for what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And we talked last time about how actually the unfiltered version is kind of where Britney Spears is at. And so seeing him possibly a little bit more filtered Mm -hmm. and kind of, I guess, more in the way that we see like the Kardashians and things like that. I do kind of wonder how that feels for her, but I don't know. What were your thoughts? So at first, you know, I'm always like, okay, let's learn as much as we can about him to see like, do we believe that he's like a good guy (laughs) or do we believe that he's like somehow was planted by Jamie Spears, you know? And I mean, the interview, it was short. So I did read it all, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, um, I don't, you still can't tell. And yeah, it's probably because like you said, it, it is filtered and probably, you know, they pre-approved certain questions and stuff like that. He, they did touch on the miscarriage a little bit. Yeah. And, um, the author actually says, you know, I went in with it, you know, being told don't bring it up. Like he's in a really like bad place about it right now because it had happened like right before. Wow. And yeah. So, you know, you know, I guess good for him for still going and doing the interview. He could have canceled. Um, Yeah. I mean, it is GQ and mm -hmm. it's going to be great for his career. (laughs) 
also (laughs) and also like also a huge yeah so it's yeah it's all over the place Mm -hmm. so he does say I guess it kind of came up organically because they were talking about him and Britney's future so the guy the author kind of says you know like are you doing okay and he says you know it's gonna be tough but you know we're we're gonna try again and you know we'll, we'll be okay so just you know gonna take some time to grieve it sounds like he came from Iran from a young age he says he was like he never experienced racism he was never really bullied although he looked different from everyone but everyone kind of thought he was like cool (laughs) (laughs) how nice (laughs) yeah and you know what it is pretty privileged because he's a very pretty man just like what my husband has yeah I mean I haven't seen pictures of him in his childhood but if I it's anything of what it is Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. um I think yeah I think that's good for him yeah yeah he's gorgeous um Um, yeah and good for him in that he he didn't have to experience that because actually a lot of people who are not kind of I'll just be honest, white in the United States oftentimes um, do have a lot of those experiences. So for him to possibly have such a different one, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if maybe they were, I don't know, did I miss that? If, if they were more well off, like when they came here or were they like, yeah, I do not know. I, I don't know where, like, is he like a started from the bottom now we're here type situation or, you know, like you're saying, or did he kind of get set up for success? I don't know. So he did meet Brittany, um, on the set of a music video. So and he I was think- a dancer model. Yeah. I think because he already has those connections, you know, cause he wants to be an actor and la da da da. Uh-huh. Um, which, just makes me believe, you know, he probably had some type of connections already. So he must've been, I don't know. Usually you're not like dirt dirt poor going into that. (laughs) Let's just say no one's, no one's calling you and I to come to the studio for a music video. So you, (laughs) so you've got to have connections. You've got to be deep in the industry to get those gigs, especially one where Britney Spears is there and you're close enough and even have the accessibility to talk to her because think about how many like backup dancers maybe there are in movies that have worked with her and stuff and haven't had that opportunity so yeah I would agree that um it seems like he's been set up for this yeah um he says that they trade off paying for dinner um but that he's also very frugal like when he's eating by himself he'll like he, he said he eats lettuce, rice, and coffee. <laughs> that's what he lives off of. I don't know oh if that's God, like- a, where a, is his protein? I know he eats protein with those muscles. I, I would bet maybe just protein shakes. Maybe that's like when he's cutting or something. I don't know. Uh, but he was kind of trying to make the point of, oh, I, I can spend $16 a day and that's it. But my girl is, you know, a little more high maintenance. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I would have, (laughs) I would have actually thought the opposite. (laughs) So he's just, he's got it made. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. He's really got it made. Yeah. So it looks like he's going to be in a few um, new projects. He's landed a couple roles. So we'll, we'll be seeing more of them. 
Yeah, that will, I just can't wait to hear more. Yeah. So I'm just still hoping for the best. Hope he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, same. Me too. Me too. The other thing that um, happened with Brittany is she deleted one of her captions recently. Um, the one that I posted, it said, um, it basically talking smack about her family. You know, they they should be like in jail for what they did and but yeah um, I I remember that caption and mm -hmm. you know it's not unusual for her to delete her captions yeah um my thought when she does that is is this a reflection of shame and guilt of like crap 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 why did I post that delete or mm -hmm. is it a reflection of someone in her ear saying like, hey, that could get you in trouble or, hey, that's not a good look on you or something like that where she's getting this external feedback? I don't know. That's what I want to know too. Like, why does she delete them? Is she regretting what she said? Um, is someone making her delete it? Because there is a little bit of speculation online that she's not as free as we're to believe that she is. Mm. Um, so it's just, we're never probably going to know the absolute 100% truth, you know? Um, right. Right. And, you know, is there some social media <laughs> support on her end who has the ability to kind of make those decisions and delete it when she's on her trip to Hawaii? You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah it did come out that her attorney did file a motion compelling Jamie Spears, her father to submit to a deposition. So it sounds like the moves are in motion for Got them. It. Yeah. For them to bring some sort of suit against him. Yep. That's what we said last time. Huh? We were yeah. like the, literally the clock that would is be the ticking. next move. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Hashtag that's news. Brittany, we're on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe um, her lawyer has advised her not to post up like that for legal implications or it could That's be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, let's not post about it because let's just keep it focused on the court case. We don't want anything to, you know, how they. Right. So that could very well be. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, probably one of my number one theories because if you think about it, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't feel was, bad if that was the truth. <laughs> well, the courtrooms just rip you to shreds. We just saw mm -hmm. that with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, I don't care which side you were on. They both looked, um, a hot mess. And so I, do think, <laughs> so I do think if you, um, which sucks, but I do think when you're a celebrity and you have those followings and gosh forbid you show up as a hot mess sometimes you're posting things and deleting things which yeah let's be honest like we all do stuff like that when we're healing you know and, yeah. and going through it I could see how you'd want to pull back on that type of behavior so that it's not used against you in court or it's not used to kind of paint this picture of you that maybe you don't feel you want but um yeah I mean, whether she deletes her captions or not the truth will come out hopefully <laughs> Yes, hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the tell-all book still someday. 
I know. Same. Me too. I would, I, there's not many things I'd stand in line for. Um, actually nothing <laughs> I stand in line for, but that's, that would be one of them. Yes. Um, so did you follow the Johnny Depp trial at all? Um, here and there, I'll be honest. Yeah, with you, I had too. to take it in doses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I think it's really hard seeing two such high profile people kind of go back and forth and kind of make these claims that no matter true or not are just disturbing and are just not something I would want ever to be normalized in you know the way that we you know have interpersonal relationships and so I know so many people young as I'm sure like 12 years old are probably seeing this stuff on YouTube and things and hearing their parents talk about it all the way to who knows what age and I just sometimes think about that and I can't watch for too long because of Mm -hmm. it but gosh forbid would I do watch a huge like little snippet enough um it's tough it's tough to watch Um, and I just really wonder what that process is going to look like for Britney Spears. And if it's going to get such honestly negative attention, such as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard got during this Mm -hmm. process, again, no matter who was the winner, there was still this like negative, almost kind of mockery around Mm, it. Yes. Yeah. I know another podcast I was listening to said, it's like, we're watching the trial. Like it's another reality show yes and in a way in a way it is but it's not and it's kind of gross because it's become such a form of entertainment for us yep um I know when I I didn't watch you know it as closely as other stuff that I'm that I'm into but when I did start seeing the first few clips my first reaction was they're both so fucking crazy and it's (laughs) they both love it like, I'm like, these are like the typical people who were born to be actors because they fucking love the drama. I mean, think about it. It's got to take guts for someone to say, I'm suing you for, what was it? 10 million, a hundred. I don't even know. So mm-hmm. after a million, I'm like, gosh, how many do you need? Um, <laughs> but this whatever million dollars. So one, you have to have guts and confidence to do that and stand up and say, this is what I deserve. And then you also have to have balls to stand up and be like, here's a counter suit. Um, and no. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I think they both were up for the challenge for sure. Probably prepared every waking moment leading up to that. Just like they yes. would. <laughs> you're right. Just like they would a role in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. Cause I was like, why do they want to go through all of this? Like how embarrassing. <laughs> Like they couldn't like settle this with a mediator. Jesus Christ. But I'm like, they kind of love it. Like, Um, I think they low-key love the attention. I mean, you have to, at some point, you know, I know I did watch a clip of Amber Heard saying all of the negativity she's gotten from it, everything from death threats to just kind of like the bullying. So you do have to imagine that there to go through that whole process, you've got to imagine that there's something in there, whether no matter what the jury says, like they clearly both had an experience that they 
believe deserves justice. Mm-hmm. Um, one got much more than the other. Um, yeah, it just makes you think, wow, did we really, <laughs> did we really have to go there? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the chatter online is people saying, you know, did she, is this a setback for, um, the me too movement or just like women's rights and, you know, that whole spiel, um, Mm. or, you know, domestic abuse victims. Mm. And of course, some people are saying, yes, I'm seeing a lot of no's. I'm seeing a lot of women saying no, because we don't believe her anyways. (laughs) So, but then it's like, well, then you get into the argument of like, aren't we supposed to believe all women and blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. That is, I've seen such a mixture online Mm -hmm. about how people are feeling about that. You know, I, of course, as like an actual licensed clinician, I come come from this place of like case by case, you know, but you're right. But I think we're taught, especially in domestic violence and especially with the Me Too movement that we must believe the survivors. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we give her the benefit of the doubt and that we do recognize it's gotta be case by case. Um, I I hope that sounds right. Like it is. And I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I don't see it as like a setback for women. I see it as almost a step forward in just domestic violence victims in general showcasing, Hey, Johnny was also a victim in this and he's a man. So, and and this was proven. So yeah, like he was, he's the biggest movie star in the world. And even he has been a victim of domestic violence. So yeah, it's kind of of a a step forward in that way to show like it's, it can happen to men too. Definitely. Cause I think they both reported domestic violence, which Mm -hmm. ironically wasn't actually what Johnny Depp was suing for. Yes. He was actually suing for her shitting on his reputation in his perspective. And um, his bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, the only problem I have with the whole kind of like taking sides and such is there's been a lot of talk about, you know me, that's why you had me on that first episode, is there's a lot of talk about like mental health, her mental health, his mental health. And Mm -hmm. I know that they had mental health professionals speak and kind of share their assessments of each other, which first of all is incredibly invasive, um, Mm -hmm. especially in the public eye. But I do um, want to be weary of any stigma related to, for example, something I heard being thrown around was like borderline personality disorder. And I work with patients with borderline personality disorder who are absolutely lovely. Um, And so I think there is the stigma that that diagnosis brings, which is hard to work with. I mean, I don't even like saying it out loud, but like hard to work with quote unquote crazy, all of those things where is not necessarily true about those people with those type of mental illnesses. Um, and so I do worry that oversimplifying it by like, oh, she's crazy or, oh, he's crazy. It's yeah. like, well, they, they, they probably both. Um, and in this case, my example for Amber, they probably both could use a little support on the therapy side, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so that they can, um, 
hopefully not, um, you know, drive towards relationships that yes. have domestic yeah. abuse because research does show that there is a very high percentage of people who after experiencing domestic violence will actually go back to that DV partner or um, will be more likely to have another relationship with domestic violence. So I do think it's just something to keep in mind, everything from domestic violence kind of conversations and yeah, all the way to the Me Too movement and how you know, women and men play a role and how much attention do we want to give to men who have historically been privileged in that realm, whereas women have not. It's so hard. It's so difficult. And that's why I say case by case, not because we should not believe every victim, um, but instead seeing that not every case is the same, nor is mm -hmm. it you know, nor is the kind of events leading up to it the same. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like to me from just an outsider looking in, like they were almost like addicted to the toxicity of the relationship for a long time. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And like you said, people who have experienced it before, and then they just continue in those same patterns. And then even if they're in yeah. a new relationship, they end up in those same patterns again. It's like, yeah, it's almost like a little addiction. Yes. And again, if you are someone who struggles with something like DPD or, you know, some other psychiatric disorder, where for some reason you get this perception that you're getting your needs met by doing those things, mm -hmm. then you're not going to possibly see maybe until there's a, a nationwide <laughs> court, <laughs> basically a reality TV show. Um, but you're not really going to realize like that it's not working for you. If you feel like the ways that you're showing up, it, it if it's meeting your needs and clearly there was a long period of time where they thought maybe it did, but mm -hmm. that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes like their new normal. Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely sad. So speaking of borderline personality disorder, I think that that is what Pete Davidson has been diagnosed with. Oh, I think I actually remember him a snippet of that. Where did he share that? What interview was that? Uh, I think it's been a couple of years ago because he's pretty open about his mental health struggles. Yeah. And see, that's a good example of, you know, how fair would that be to like put that label on Amber Heard of, oh my gosh, and she has this disease and diagnosis. But all, all of a sudden we paint a pretty picture of Pete Davidson, you know, and mm -hmm. we see it differently. And so, yeah, it's just that stigma we all have to be so careful about, but that certainly doesn't deter the fact that if people are really questioning her reports, despite what she shared, I mean, at some, at some point she's got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's sad and hard. Cause it sounds like she even her statement after the kind of decision was made, it sounds like she's heartbroken. So yeah, hopefully she's disappointed. She can, yeah, hopefully she can move on and get the help she needs. For the both of them, it looks like he's partying his ass off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that. He like performed and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow, if I just, I, I personally am going on, uh, going through a lot in my life right now. And I'm like, could I go like confidently stand on stage? Like I guess for him, he's feeling good. He's like, hell yeah. I won this last. 
Yeah. Um, and yes, just so you know, of course, because after you mentioned Pete Davidson, I, I had to look it up immediately. And you're right. Um, in 2021, um, it really started with a quote, it sounds like, of like, what is wrong with me? Um, and I think a lot of people start there when they um, are struggling with some psychiatric illness. So, wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So it came up a lot recently again, when he started dating Kim, when they went public, because everyone was like, oh my gosh, she's the worst person to date. If you're like struggling with your mental health, like you're going to (laughs) be surrounded by so many people and there's going to be so many eyes on you. And they're like, oh my gosh, his mental health is going to deteriorate. Like she's the opposite of what he needs. And, and not only the public eye of it all, but the fact that this family is not very open about mental health, you know, they, like Chloe goes back and forth on whether she's in therapy or not, or she'll say like, Oh, I probably need a therapist. And then the other day, and then, you know, the next moment she's like, Oh yeah, me and Tristan are in therapy. So it's like, girl, you need your own therapist. Like without Tristan, like you need to, it's like, they're so, you know, even Kim has tried to downplay therapy in past episodes when, when Courtney really started getting into it, she was kind of like, kind of frowned upon it. So it's that was the reason why it's like oh my gosh for a man who like is into it like how yeah. is this gonna how is this gonna work and how is this gonna affect him and his mental health and his day to day and his wellness yeah yeah I mean I am I'm just thinking immediately about Kanye West and mm-hmm. I know that she specifically spoke to and really actually advocated for people to give him a bit of grace that was back in the day I think that has shifted Mm -hmm. um but to give him some grace around his mental illness um and I remember seeing that in good light actually um however I do know recently she's really apologized for the family about feeling like she didn't handle that well um yeah which I was like oh I thought I thought you you kind of did um (laughs) but maybe yeah she's definitely that whole family um you and I have talked about this before there's just some misalignments here and there for as curated Mm -hmm. as they are (laughs) and for as branded as they are right of like weight loss show, but good American brand of all sizes Mm -hmm. and advocate for mental illness. But then again, you know, dismiss therapy and potentially tell my family that I'm not putting up with the symptoms of mental illnesses anymore. Like it's just, we sometimes are a bit floppy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, we'll see how it plays out with Kim and Pete, but yeah, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Kanye is, if Kim can blame all of the problems that stem from Kanye on his diagnosis, or if it's just Kanye being Kanye. Right. (laughs) Totally. That Um, is such a, I think that is such a huge, um, like conversation happening right now is, mm -hmm. you know, fans of Kanye are like, look at his documentary. Like he's, pretty damn consistent, which I agree, but Mm -hmm. being consistent doesn't being consistently one way doesn't mean that you don't struggle. (laughs) So it's, um, yeah, it's tricky to kind of manage. And I hope, you know, Pete Davidson has always seemed to present himself with 
a little bit more resources, insight, and knowledge into mental illness um, here and there. And so I do wonder too how good it might feel for Kim Kardashian to be with someone who yes. is a bit more stable emotionally is able to like regulate their emotions despite whatever mental illnesses they have um yeah or just more more open to treatment yeah because Kanye wasn't positive and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely so it's so funny on last week's episode she gets into I'm sure you've seen social media post about it how she's like yeah she basically tells us that she was the one who hit him up first and (laughs) And apparently he tried to get a number a few weeks before that from Megan Fox and Megan Fox was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Like, that's crazy. You're that's, it's never going to happen. And then she ends up asking for his number from, from a producer on SNL. And she's, she straight up like looks at the camera and says like, you know, I mean, I'm in like this new chapter of life. I heard about that BDE and basically I was, basically I was just DTF. I was like, oh my God, Kim saying the words BDE and DTF. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what world are we living in right now? This is so crazy. Um, <laughs> I just giggled when I heard that because I do understand that feeling of like getting out of a serious relation. I mean, right. That's like book ver- a textbook version of like a breakup of like going to like, get, gotta some- get out there. Yeah. Yeah, gonna get yourself back out there. Um, and it's just like, damn, even I, Kim Kardashian, like, like she's doing the same shit that us normies are doing. Yes. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but it also shows that, like, the fact that, correct me if I'm wrong, she reached out to the producer, got his phone number, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That takes balls. I mean, obviously balls if you're Kim Kardashian, but for example, like when you and I are out, like for example, me being single, I don't necessarily know if I'm jumping through hoops to meet someone, especially Mm -hmm. if I'm just DTF. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. What a funny story. I know. I wonder if she's just so uber confident, at least when it comes to like men that she's like, oh yeah, tell him I want his number. Like there's no way in hell I'm going to get rejected. Like if she's just like 100% sure that rejection is just not a factor. And I don't know if that whole thing of reaching out to the producer and getting his phone number, I don't know if all of that came before or after the on-screen kiss for SNL. It came after. That right there tells me that she already got a flavor yeah, she already got a flavor of like DTF in that mm-hmm. moment, which, hey, you know what? Um, and if he reciprocated it, yeah, she was like, go time. You know what I was thinking? Because she says that, you know, they they had to kiss on set. And then she was like, okay, like there might be a little spark here. But then they always do like an after party for every taping and he was the only cast member that didn't go because I guess he just doesn't usually attend those or whatever and so she was probably like looking for him there and then he doesn't show up maybe she's even thinking hey that night they'll hit it off or whatever and so then she ends up having to ask for his number a couple weeks later and I'm almost like I wonder if he was purposefully because now we know that he had actually asked for her number weeks before her SNL gig I wonder if he was like I'm gonna play it really cool and like kind of play like hard to get and then that'll make her come to me 
maybe, or I'll just be honest. I bet you he didn't think she would go. It's Kim Kardashian. Is she going to the after party of SNL? I mean, well, she I is because it's her. her taping. So the after yeah, party is like true. for her. Good point. That's a really good point. Um, wow. Who knows? And you know, that got to that has to spark that sexual tension. Yes. Like, and everyone says he has big dick energy. So I'm like, that's part of it. Part of having big dick energy is being like, Oh, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm not yeah. going to the party. I don't need it. Completely. Yeah. That BDE comment <laughs> killed me. <laughs> and just makes me think that they are living the life. I know. See, this is the thing as much as we freaking love to hate them and talk about how unrelatable they are and they don't like, you know, they're so out of touch. Then she says <laughs> that Pete Davidson has BDE and it's like, okay, we can all relate to that. We, we, we all talk about that. <laughs> We're all like, well, maybe we relate a little bit, but that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, it keeps us watching. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So staying with the Kardashian news, um, today I read that Kim is doubling down on her statements regarding losing the 16 pounds to get into the Maryland dress. I know we talked about that last week, but I, you know, of course she got some, some flack for that. And now she is saying that, Hey, I, I don't take back anything I said. It's the same thing as when actors lose weight to get into a certain role. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just not though, because you're not an actor. I don't think it's the role. same thing at all. However, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the Met Gala? Yes. I, not that this is true by any means and mm -hmm. I'm not a Met Gala fanatic, but I do feel as though people are starting to see the Met Gala as a performance versus like yeah. dress to the nines and show up. It is a little bit more performancey, but I just think it's really cute that she thinks that that's like a role and a position. Um, my understanding is she just got an invite, um, which is very different than when you're actually getting paid millions of dollars for a role. So I see it very different. <laughs> I That's what I was thinking. I was like, I, I can see the lines that she's drawing, you know, because she does think of it as like in her mind, she is a fucking movie star. <laughs> this is her for role. Sure. <laughs> yes. And life um, is the movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess she, she specifically said, she said to me, it was like, okay, Christian Bell can do it for a movie role. And that's acceptable because he famously lost 62 pounds for his role. Um, in I don't even know how to say this movie title, but I'm like, that's, I, I don't think it's the same. I also think <laughs> and, and they don't do it in two weeks. I'm sure. I'm sure he didn't lose it in two weeks. Like she claims to. And let's be honest, there are serious problems about normalizing that in the movie industry as well. So if she wants to play that game, I can sit here and talk about the problems it is even in that realm that she's normalizing. And yes, you know, there's been a big push of like, how can we get actors away from that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how can we just book the ones that have the shape, size, et cetera, that 
our vision, right, is we'll going the for in this mm-hmm. position. And guess what? If Joe Schmo, who is 62 pounds heavier than the quote unquote look you're going for, choose someone else. I think it's yes. dangerous to normalize that body modification is something that can just be easily done. There are people who spend I just, I can't even explain how much money people spend on the weight loss industry. Like we actually spend more money on the weight loss industry than we do in cancer research. So that alone speaks to how we've normalized this idea of body modification. Oh, it's for health. It's for this. I mean, we mm-hmm. can go on all day long about the adverse effects of everything from dieting, weight cycling, et cetera. So she's just so out of touch and she always has been when it comes Yeah, she to always has been. I, she she went on to say, even Renee Zellweger gained weight for a role. It's all the same to me. <laughs> um, oh God. But again, it's like these people are seeing these roles as a temporary contract, whereas Kim Kardashian uses the moment she wakes up till the moment she goes to bed as her like career you know what I'm saying like these actors and actresses show up for work and like do the thing and I get she's like show up like go to work and like you literally show up to the Met Gala um good for you and that's also just working for you and so if that's your career to just show up to these events which basically the car that's like what they do outside of their skincare and outside of skins and all of that I mean they're seeing what would be a temporary contract for a movie as like their entire life. And I, I still think that losing or gaining weight for a movie role, which, you know, like I said, a lot of times they're doing that because they know that they're going to be starring in this movie two years prior to even starting filming. So they're not doing it. Sure. You know, they're, they're maybe doing it a little in a more of a healthy way than I'm sure she, you know, trying to lose a big amount of weight and a couple of weeks, you know, they might be making healthier choices with it. And I don't know. I just don't like, then they're working on that movie for months, sometimes even a year or longer. To me, it just doesn't really compare to her putting on a dress that she should have never been wearing in the first place and wearing it for five minutes and taking some photos. And then that's it. Yeah, it's, it's different. And I would even challenge this idea that people are doing it in a quote unquote healthy way because we saw Channing Tatum. I think he was on, was it the Ellen show or he was on some show where he was interviewed about some body modification and weight loss that he did for a recent movie role. And he talked about how incredibly miserable it was and really, yeah. And how horrible Mm. the experience is. And so Again, I just think no matter who you are, whether you're doing it for two weeks or two years, mm-hmm. we, I just don't know why we can't move away from this idea that we have to do such drastic, quote unquote, health promoting behaviors that are actually not health promoting, but like yeah. to do these extreme measures to get this number on the scale or to get to fit into this like certain size gene for money. It's just, um, I just wonder if a hundred years from now, we'll look back on this and go, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't help to think, okay, now that she is the thinnest we've ever seen her and it's at the same, it just happens to be at the same time that she's dating a much younger man, (laughs) you know, 
how is that going to play out to her either trying to keep up this number on the scale or this image, you know, um, and her, her insecurities or her self-confidence because, you know, an older woman dating a younger man, I'm sure that comes with its own, you know, insecurities on top of already being Kim Kardashian. So yeah, and how that's going to play out. You know, I fall more on the embrace aging in, you know, obviously within reason, I think there's part of aging that like sucks and it's like, no, but I'm on this part of like, when it, especially when it comes to like your body shifting and changing and weight regulation science, like I just believe in embracing what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so this like constant battle and fight to do less, weigh less, you know, look smaller, like, look, if that's where Kim Kardashian or the Kardashians want to put their brain space to great, I just, <laughs> you know, I just, I see people outside of that industry looking at that as normal when, yeah. no, 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 it's actually not normal at all. You know, mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. shows that our weight will fluctuate 10 to 30 pounds in our lifetime without disordered eating. So mm-hmm. if you have disordered eating, that weight fluctuation can even be bigger than the 10 to 30 pounds, but the 10 to 30 is just natural weight fluctuation with proper eating. That's not, you've done something wrong or you must quote unquote fix it. Like research shows that's the literal kind of mechanism of aging and sure you can fight it. People spend millions of dollars researching how to fight weight and prevent weight gain, but it really comes down to like, where are your values? Is your career something like Kim Kardashian where you get paid to take some photos in this dress for five minutes on the red Mm -hmm. carpet? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my life, but sounds cute, <laughs> but it's just, yeah. Like we talk about all the time, there are so many ways in which we're just unrelatable to the Kardashians. <laughs> yes. Like um, I can't relate. I wouldn't eat poop to look young. Absolutely not. That's what I was going to say. Perfect segue. Speaking of aging is her latest headline saying that she would probably eat poop every day if it made her look younger. (laughs) No. You know what? It's ridiculous. Like, I just think of our conversation that we had, like, don't they have media training? Like, maybe they need to have a little more. Maybe it needs to be a weekly thing for them. (laughs) Like, what? I mean, I just, um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say this again, because I said it on the other episode I was on, mm-hmm. but I just wonder when Northy is watching TV yeah. or scrolling through her phone and she sees a comment that says her mom, my mom's going to eat poop, <laughs> would eat poop daily to look young. I can't imagine the perception North is taking on about values yeah. around beauty. And yeah. I'm scared for, as she grows older, to get this preoccupation with like looking younger, younger, mm-hmm. younger when homegirl is already young. Yeah. 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 I really, really worry about her own kiddos and just, of course, all the kiddos that look up to her, 
when she makes those comments. And this is, again, just another example of how disordered eating is so, it's actually more abnormal not to diet in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're actually probably weird if you go out to happy hour and get a flatbread or a pizza versus the salad or spring rolls. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I mean, Um, we see that on uh, real housewives because they are always showing what they order and it's always like salad, 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 a salad, and then a strong ass drink, a salad and a martini. I'm like, how do they live? How are they not in a constant state of hangover? That? I cannot eat a salad when I'm drinking. I'm sorry, I cannot. <laughs> like, I will, be, I will feel like shit the next day. And I'm not a turtle. Like I need things <laughs> other than lettuce. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like aren't they hungry? <laughs> yes, because you know when those cameras turn off and it's 12 a.m. at their home, they're in that pantry. What can I eat? They're human, just like us. Like there is no celebrity kind of cure to secret. Yeah. Yeah. There's no celebrity cure or secret to carbohydrates being our primary source of fuel. Sorry Mm -hmm. about it. No celebrity impact can change that for you. Um, as cute as that might sound. Um, (laughs) so yeah, of course we're just getting the version we see on TV. Mm -hmm. And then the, the next headline from Kim was her ripping off a black female owned skincare line you know I and, I, and you know to, to, to clarify I don't I'm not sure if it's exactly a skincare line or it looks more like a um like an esthetician office yeah um but still it's you know she came out with her new skincare line skkn this woman's skincare line is skkn plus with a plus sign after it um and I don't, I just don't believe that, um, they weren't aware of it. They knew damn well, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure similar. the logo looks similar, very similar the style, the whole, yes. And this isn't the first time no. to the Kardashian family Exactly. ever is on their like corporate relations team where they're trying to like make these like business decisions all the way down to conceptualization. Like fire that person because they've got to get paid more money to do better research, to make sure they're not ripping off hard working people. Yeah. It's like, but now it's, I feel like they, they do it so often that how do they not know? Like maybe they really just do not give a fuck. Well, there's absolutely that it's like, well, it's different. And you can play that game all you want, but mm-hmm. it, it was very clear to me as soon as reading, I read that article and saw the photos of the products of the um, woman black owned business, mm-hmm. SKKN plus, it was clear to me that it was a conflict. It was absolutely yeah. a conflict. This isn't like, Ooh, it kind of sounds the same. Um, it's pretty identical. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like, um, she has some attorneys, you know, on her side already that will be handling that. So I will definitely be keeping an eye on that to see how that plays out. I mean, I'm sure Kim could easily just buy her out if she wanted to. Um, she could, which might be a good idea just for the person who owns the business getting ripped off. If she wants a little cash Mm -hmm. in her pocket, But if Mm -hmm. she's really that entrepreneur who is like, no, this is my business. Like 
Kim Kardashian needs to step back. Yeah. <laughs> fire her corporate relations people and get a new one and mm-hmm. say, my bad, sorry, I will change it because you were not the first one with that idea. Yeah. I, I hope at the very least that, um, you know, this woman benefits from it because she's getting a lot of press. She sure is. <laughs> you know what? I bet you all the Kardashian haters are on her website right now. Like, bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I started following her and I wouldn't have known about it, you know, had yeah. I not read the story. So right. Good for her. If that's, you know, hopefully at the very least she's getting, yes. you know, some free marketing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about the Courtney and Gwyneth Paltrow goop push collab? Um, can't stand either of them. I'll be really, (laughs) I mean, working in healthcare, I truly can't with them. Um, I get it. Look, it can be fun to explore all these new mm-hmm. and different ways to do self-care mm-hmm. to find Hugay, to like do all of those things that like are cozy and good for you and self-growth and health it's cute until it's not and I think when it becomes not cute is when they recommend things that are clearly of the tax bracket <laughs> greater than that of the average person right so like well I wonder who is Pusha's target market because I mean I don't know it's not us (laughs) it's not me because I'm not buying a damn thing off that website it's everything is so expensive and I can find the same exact thing um for way cheaper you know what honestly I wanted, I recently started getting into matcha instead of coffee. Mm. I was just reading about the health benefits. And honestly, the, I've known about the health benefits for a while, but I started just kind of getting sick of coffee and wanting to a different flavor. And so, so I was like, okay, let me give matcha a try and switch it up. So I'm looking for, okay. You know, like I just told you earlier, before I order anything, I'm researching for two weeks. So I'm online researching the best of the best matcha that I can order and which one should I buy? That's still in my price range though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, if I'm going to trust Courtney on anything, it's going to be matcha. <laughs> and because she's such a matcha queen, you know, I might not trust like her other bullshit that she's pushing, but I feel like I could trust her on matcha. So I go to, <laughs> I go to Pusha's website and I look up their options that they have for matcha fully intending to order from them. And then I start review, like reading separate reviews of the brands that they have on their website. And not that the reviews were bad, but I've just found so many better options. So many other options that she did not have listed that were just better. So I was like, God, not even. yeah. And, and cheaper too. I think she did have a, a couple on there that were different price points, but I ended up finding this other company that, um, specifically has matcha that you can drink cold. So you don't have to, um, boil yeah. your water or anything. And that's what I was looking for. I, I want an iced latte and, I don't know. This company seems like a smaller company, like family owned. And it's just, um, I was like, okay. So I, she, she wasn't even a good source for that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, totally. And 
you know, what I was getting at is I just, I don't think the majority of people does she, I'm dying to look up her sales from yeah. like this business because mm-hmm. how, how big is it? I just, I don't hear much about it. And I, I would say I, I make, you know, pretty good money. I would say, I, I think you do too. And I think we're still not like ready yeah. to pay money for Courtney Kardashian is basically what you're doing on those websites or yeah. We're going to, yeah. And I just, how can um, we find out her sales? Is that like public info? I'm sure if you look okay. up like push net sales or, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. there's gotta be some type of. Okay. Next episode, we'll get deep into it. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I'm dying to know how much yeah. money her business makes in comparison to good American skims, Kylie mm-hmm. cosmetics, you know, me, I'm just like such a, brat. and in comparison like, to, to goop, because we know that goop has been successful, but it's been around for a lot longer than Poosh has. Yeah. Um, and I definitely do think that it was a little bit of a ripoff, even though now they're trying to push that, oh no, we're working together and la da da da. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that goop, even though they're both kind of full of shit, I still think that goop just adds more value than Poosh does or ever did. Like when she first came out with it, I would start reading the articles that they post on the website, their little blog post, and it was they're almost laughable. Like, oh no, yeah, like they're very, it seems like outdated. Like they, they don't come up with new ideas or new stuff. Um, well, yeah, it's just influencer shit, I think. But even, even out, it is influencer shit, which, you know, kind of like you said, some of it is okay. Kind of fun. You know, if you, if you're into that, if you're into some of the funky woo woo stuff and that's your thing and that's That's your your Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. It can be fun. Um, as long as it's harmless, whatever, but even that stuff, it's like, okay, this isn't even like the new stuff. This is kind of like, you know, oh, vision and, boards, which yeah. we were doing like, you know, right. five, 10 years ago. And they use it like a religion and it's like, ugh, I can't, I, I can't yeah. use this like influencer platform as basically a religion because, yeah. um, one, I think a lot of it is just full of crap. And two, I don't think the things that she says are the end all be all. And I've seen her morally see someone as deficit because they don't eat organic, non-toxic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, because, yeah. because I've seen her on the show, I'm like, I know that type of person who mm-hmm. sees others as morally deficit. If you're not eating organic and um, eating clean <laughs> and I just don't mess with those people. They, they don't, yeah, they, they don't attract me. <laughs> I just had a, an old, um, like a rerun of keeping up on the other day, it just like happened to come on after something else. And I was like, Oh, let me see what they're talking about here. And it's the episode where Courtney is glancing through Kim's fridge and she's like, ew, <laughs> just like, ew, you have this brand almond milk. You know that you could have your chef make you fresh almond milk every week. Why would you buy this? How are you giving this to your kids? She literally says, I can't believe you're giving this to your kids. And it's like, damn, like, (laughs) 
see, that's the part I was talking about earlier yep. of mm-hmm. like, it's who, who it, or like you even said, like, who is this for? Because yeah. Yeah. I'll just be honest as like someone who is actually a registered dietitian. Um, I don't have people and they pay a, a pretty good upfront fee. I don't have people who are, or have the means to make their almond milk from mm-hmm. and have a chef to do, you know, this mm-hmm. gets me back to even down to, I saw this, um, influencer that the news had on and the influencer was talking about how to grow herbs and vegetables in your backyard to eat mm-hmm. healthier. And I'm like, do you know how many people in this country don't have a backyard? Yeah. Like yeah. just so just things like that, where it's like so out of touch and, um, yeah, I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> to sum like, that up. <laughs> oh yeah. But then of course, um, who am I texting when I want to talk about it? You, <laughs> The, the thing that I thought was so weird about the candle line is that it's the, you know, we know that, um, Gwyneth, you know, it became very popular when she did the, this candle smells like my vagina or whatever, like, like Gwyneth, or wasn't it, this candle smells like Gwyneth's orgasm or Gwyneth's something vagina, like something like that. So of course that made big headlines and you know what? Good for her because they sold out and I'm sure she, yeah. she made a lot of money from it. So whatever. Um, but, but again, it's a trendy candle. Like it's just a trendy candle. candle. Yes. And I'll take that for what it's worth. What I think is odd though, is that the collab with Courtney is this candle smells like my pushy, which I guess is supposed to be a play, <laughs> a play on, you know, pussy, but P- Courtney has specifically said that she, she named her site Poosh because that's Penelope, her daughter's nickname. And yeah, and that's how she, that's, she named the site after that, which to me was like so unoriginal and so Courtney, because she always kind of like hides behind her kids and hides behind that. I'm just such a good mom because she doesn't have her own personality. So when she named the site, (laughs) when she named the site Poosh, I was like, of course, like you couldn't think of anything else. So you just like named it after Penelope's nickname, whatever. But now you have a candle that says this smells like my Pooshy and it's supposed to be like sexual. That's fucking weird. I did not know that. And I'm very disturbed. right? I'm like, ew. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Again, could I probably find something equally as hilarious or better on Etsy from a small business owner? Yes. And that's what I would do. I could find something in fucking TJ Maxx. (laughs) Yeah. The equal. Yeah. That context. Um, I, right. I want someone to ask her that in an interview. Like, how do you answer that question if you're Courtney Kardashian? Yeah, I was like, they couldn't have come up with something else. They knew like, it was going to be catchy. Well, they could have come up with something else that's catchy that doesn't have anything yes. to do with poor Penelope. Yeah, and referring, <laughs> to, yeah, like, come on. So that was just so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Um. The last little bit of news that I have Kardashian related is that next week they are going to show us how they found out about Tristan's uh, baby mama scandal. Mm. Yeah. So that'll be a big, big episode next week. Yeah. Wow. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, separate from the ways that I hate on the Kardashians for all their misalignments and such, just 
understanding heartbreak and what that feels like and to know that that chick wanted it to work so bad Mm -hmm. it just like rips at my heart to think of getting that type of news about your partner and they're alluding that Chloe found out like with the rest of us on Instagram so Chloe has already said this in an interview like yeah I found out same time as you guys it really sucks like he really has like not even enough decency to like let me know about it beforehand and it's kind of like okay do we believe her or do we not like is she like kind of hyping up the victim role here who knows but so in the show the little preview that they showed for next week it's Kim on the phone and she's like I see I see that Tristan post this and I send it to him and I say what the fuck does Chloe know about this Chloe doesn't even know about this so like he wrote his little Instagram apology and posted it on his story confirming that he's the father and he just wrote that without like telling Chloe <laughs> like what the fuck oh my god I mean there's so many like deep-rooted issues with, with these women that like it's amazing that Chris Jenner had so many daughters and like she just really fucked them all up for me like I know Kim Kardashian no excuse me Chris Jenner recently like posted like thanks Tristan mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry everyone thinks she goes hard for her daughters but like my mom goes hard for me and I don't think if someone ever did what he has co- repeatedly done yeah I I just not to mention makes, so publicly it makes you wonder about forgiveness who they choose to forgive who they choose not to forgive who they choose to continue to engage with like I know they have hearts like us and that'll drive you to people whether they're good or bad for you but it does make you wonder like oh I mean just one thing after another yeah it's so I don't know it's kind of sad when you think about it because why I don't know it's like they also talk about loyalty too, like loyalty to the family loyalty within the sisters and it's like where's the loyalty to Chloe yeah (laughs) I don't get it yeah definitely it's Oof, it is quite the mess that I'm sure they love because and you know what we'll we'll see how it's passed down to their daughters yeah that I will pay to see yes (laughs) we're we're watching like research right in front of us of Mm -hmm. like what this type of perception can come off as to kids and what they'll develop into and how they'll grasp it yeah, I can't. I'm very, very fascinated. I know that, you know, if we talk about verbalized statements they make about, mm-hmm. you know, parenting and stuff. Sure, it sounds in line. Sure, it sounds insightful. It sounds like they, you know, really spend time to connect with their kids. But I'm telling you, nothing is more educational for a kid than just what you model for them versus yeah. the conversations and uh-huh. yeah I'm just I'm so curious to see yeah we shall see those those poor daughters yeah, <laughs> those poor poor daughters and granddaughters I know, I know totally um well that is all the entertainment news I have 
uh, for today, at least. Uh, was there anything else you had? No, I love this. I mean, it's so funny because when I was like, I have to get back on that podcast and we saw Shannon, I was yep. like, I want to talk about more, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and sign. I know. And I, you know, I love how you have really derived this podcast from a place of like, I, you know, I'm not really getting the juicy gossip from being a hairdresser anymore. And it's so funny because as soon as I heard you explain it like that, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Where do I get my dose Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. of drama and gossip that has nothing to do with my life? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of therapeutic. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So cheers to you. This is fun. And thanks for having me on. And you know, when I worked in the salon, it was almost like I hated it. I was like, I, I wasn't into it, but I almost feel like, cause it was overkill. I, I was yeah. around it too much and now yeah. I have none of it. And I'm back to being obsessed. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> Just two people obsessed and wanting to talk more about it. Yep. Oh, um, it looks like Emily in Paris was renewed. So they're going to be filming another season. So that is with, um, I forget the main character's yep. name, but interesting I am very curious to see what that turns out to be yeah so we'll be keeping an eye out for that all right well thank you for being on again this was lovely yes thank you so much this is so much fun and yeah I hope I get to be on again okay we'll chat again soon bye Ginge all right bye Thank you for listening to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this podcast at. Hope you are enjoying your week so far. And we will chat soon with our next recap or celeb gossip. Have a good one.